You guys doing okay? Still, still, still with me? Still all right? Um, I, I, now, I, I do promise that this is going to be a shorter one for, for two reasons. One, I have been watching the clock, so I want to make sure we don't go over. Uh, two, uh, my wife very specifically said to me, I hope and pray that you're like expecting to plan a shorter one because you're doing the larger stories. And I went, yes, of course. I'll just cut my notes in half. No, uh, I, I have planned it this way. Having said that, you know that I'm a talker, so... I'll just keep going. Um, so today, if you're a title person, you can write this down. It's I'll Praise Him Anywhere. Uh, again, we're continuing the um, summer psalms and stories. And the stories for today were those from New Wine, those from Satellites. More than just one, hence it going longer, hence the sermon being shorter. Um, but it, as I was praying and preparing for, for today, and, and it has to be said through illness, um, because I came back like, woo! raring to go because Satellites uh, was awesome. New One was awesome. For those of you who don't know, Amanda broke her foot the day we were leaving uh, for Satellites. But she's doing all right. Ish. She doesn't always keep her boot on, but you know, well, that's a different story. Uh, but we got back, and uh, and almost immediately, uh, I, I got ill. I had a, I spiked a fever. I got knocked out, and I was like, oh, come on. Um, but it was kind of, I think, if anything, further encouragement about where I believe God wanted us to go. Um, so the title is I'll Praise Him Anywhere. You know, takers, pop it out. We're going to go straight into scripture. And I'm, I don't apologize that we're going to read the whole psalm in its entirety. If you take nothing else, take this psalm with you. Uh, we are reading Psalm 66. So open up your Bibles, turn on your Bibles, whatever it may be. Uh, it will be on the screen as well. But it's Psalm 66. And again, I make no apologies. I'm reading the whole thing. Now, it isn't the longest psalm in the, in the scriptures. You'll find yourself probably going, oh, thank goodness. Um, but it isn't necessarily a short one per se either. So here we go. Psalm 66 says this. Shout for joy to God all the earth. Let me start again. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. Come and see what God has done, his awesome deeds for mankind. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. Praise our God. All peoples, let the sound of his praise be heard. He has persevered. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you. Vows my lips promised and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. I will sacrifice fat animals to you and an offering of rams. I will offer bulls and goats. Come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. 
But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. Amen. I mean, I don't think y'all are awake enough yet. I don't think y'all are ready enough yet for, for this psalm. For any psalm, perhaps, but definitely not for this psalm. Um, This is a psalm of thanksgiving. It's a psalm which is literally crying out to say thank you to God. It is is one that is kind of of general use. Most people come to this one as just, what general psalm can I go to? What specifics? Rarely can we assign this particular psalm to a particular place. And it's not one of those where we know, oh, well, the psalmist wrote it because he was going through this. This is just a general, let's just give God some glory. Now, I know my friend Vince was here last week, and, uh, and some of y'all were here for that, and if you weren't here for that, y'all missed it, you gotta go check it out online, but my friend Vince is a Pentecostal pastor, and I love the way he ended, because he just said, I'm gonna ask y'all to do something which I know you're not comfortable with. Can we make some noise for the Lord? And literally, I, I heard it kinda go, oh, we're clapping to Jesus? Oh, we're, oh, okay. But why is that an uncomfortable thing for us? Why are we uncomfortable in making noise for God? You're British. You know what? I might give you that somewhat because Vince doesn't help my case for that. But Vince is a pastor of a church of British people. There are plenty of British Pentecostals. I just think sometimes we read scripture and we go, oh, that doesn't apply to me. But I think there's some stuff for us to take from this scripture. Now, the psalmist, this particular psalm, he kind of splits into kind of three sections. And so the psalmist has three kind of calls, if you will. And and, at first, he kind of says to us, let's praise him for who he is and what he has done. So if you look at the kind of first section, uh, verses 1 through 7, he talks about just generally praising God, thanking God for the general stuff that God has done. I mean, he goes and lists, shout for joy to God. Again, shout. When was the last time y'all shouted for joy? (laughs) Mm. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of you will be thinking, Adrian, I'm just not outgoing. I'm not charismatic. That's not who I am. I get that. But if you are more excited about something else in your life than you are about God, that's where I want to push back. If you're more excited and more passionate and more about anything else, then my question is, why aren't you that way about God? Because we see in this first one, he says, shout for joy to God all the earth, sing the glory of his name, make his praise glorious. And he goes on in these next few things to just essentially praise God and thank him for just general things that God's done. Now, I don't know about you, but usually when I go into praising God, I get really individualistic about it. Oh, God, I praise you for what you've done in my life. I praise you for the blessing of my wife and my children. I praise you for what you're doing in me. I praise you for this. But it's all about me. Me, 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 me. Now, maybe you're not like me. Maybe you are holier than me, and praise the Lord if you are. But I think that most of us don't start by praising God for just the generals. When was the last time you praised God that he parted the seas? But Adrian, that doesn't apply to me. It was for the Jews way back then. No, but it does apply to you because if it wasn't for the party of the Jews back then, we wouldn't be where we are now. Like when was the last time you praised God for the saints that sat in these pews way before you? 
You praise God for those who led you to faith. When was the last time you thanked God for the simple things that we take for granted, the breath in our lungs? That God made that. He made that. When was the last time we praised him for those things? The general things that God has done that perhaps we take for granted that perhaps we've forgotten. See, this opening part of the psalm tells us we need to praise God for what he has done and for who he is. And that's not just specifically to us, but that's in general. Man, I think if, we, if our praises became less just about me and more about him, our entire prayer life would change, our entire spiritual life would change because we get to a point where we're praising him for who he is. And I, and I venture to say, I venture to say that if you really push into praising God for who he is and what he's done, it doesn't matter that you're British because you'll end up going, come on, God, you're so amazing. And you might not do it in the American way that I do it, but actually clapping for Jesus won't be a big thing. One of the things I love about the festivals that, that are going to them, and, and, and whether, whether you hear every message, whether you agree with every message or not, one of the things I love about them is that you are in a room with thousands of people, and there are moments where literally you just go, yes, Jesus, come on, Lord, come on. And it isn't weird. Because if I do it here, you'll all look at me a bit like, oh, he's a bit, he's a bit OTT, isn't he? <laughs> Had one too many weeks of this morning. He should switch to decaf. <laughs> like, that is what you guys think, because in this context, it's weird, but why? Is it the same God we're worshiping? Then why can we not worship him like that? Why is it uncomfortable for Vince to come up here and say, let's give him a praise, and they'd kind of be like, oh, it's a Pentecostal thing, but we're Baptists, so we don't do that. I'm, I'm, part of me wanted to reach through the screen and say, excuse me, Vince, but that's the reality of the history of where we're at. That's probably why I'm nicknamed the Pentecostal Baptist among friends, so I'm maybe more Pentecostal than, than others would get credit for. But we see in this psalm this amazing start of saying, hey, let's praise him for who he is and what he's done. And as we do that, I genuinely believe that we will shout for joy, that we will sing the glory of his name. And some of you guys who love like the original, like the original language, the Hebrew says literally shout. It isn't like an English translation, which actually we've made it to shout and it's actually loudly exclaimed. No, no, no. It's shout. Like that is the Hebrew root. Sing the glory of his name. Well, I only sing in worship and only if it's a song I like. What? <laughs> sing the glory of his name. How often do you walk down the street just singing? God is awesome. Glory be to you. Again, most of you are thinking, I would never do that. People think I'm crazy. How often do you have your worship music in your headphones and in private, happy to sing it out loud, but as soon as you walk out in public, oh, no, no, shh, got to keep it down. Why? Why not sing for joy where you're at? In your workplaces, with your friends, with your family. Why are we hiding our faith? Praise him. Adrian, I'm not charismatic. I'm not outgoing. No, but you love Jesus. I think. You love Jesus? Okay, you're still with me. Okay, cool. Woo! 
concerned that we have to preach a different sermon there for a second. The second thing that we see this psalmist bring to us, and I said it's going to be quick, so I'm, I'm moving, I'm moving. The second thing that we see is that he says, let's praise him for what he has done in the church family. So verses 8 through 12, he talks about what God has done specifically for the group, the Israelites, the, the, the believers at that time. He says, praise our God, all peoples, let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. How often do you praise God for the church? More often than not, as humans, we go, mm, I love Jesus, but I hate the people. <laughs> Don't we? Like, we joke about it, but... Uh. Amanda and I have always said, and I'm sorry I'm picking on you now, but just because you're in the room, I can. It's not often Amanda gets to actually hear us in live, so I'm taking advantage of uh, picking on her. One of the things that she often used to say was that it, she, 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 she gets on better with non-Christians than she does Christians. Not that she doesn't love them. She loves them. Don't miss here. I don't, does every time we're going to start praying for Amanda. Oh, Lord, please. No. But one of the reasons is, is because, unfortunately, as Christians, we get a bit hoity-toity. We, we take things out of context, and it's sometimes really difficult to journey life together. I can promise you, I know for a fact that I've not always been on your, oh, I love Adrian list or love people list. If you have a love Adrian list, that's a really weird list. <laughs> it's, it's just me, unless you know a lot of Adrians, I don't know. I'm sure that I've said things, done things that you've been like, oh, I can't stand him right now. My wife is definitely <laughs> the first one. Quick on that, there you go. But, but the truth... <laughs> I might be paying for this sermon later on. We'll see. <laughs> but, but the truth is that what we should be doing is, is praising God for the family. The thi and, and, the th and this is, for those of you who've not been around for like, oh, so we've been around seven years. There have been people that have been around longer. And I, and I kind of feel that actually the longer you've been, probably the more you praise because you've seen what God has done. But those of you who've just kind of joined the, the, the family within the last year or so, how often do you praise God for the family? How often do we say, you know what? Thank you, God, for those that you placed around me. Now, now, again, maybe you're super, super holy and you're doing it on a regular basis. Great, keep going. But again, chances are you're probably praising God for his stuff he's done in your life more than you are the others. One of the reasons we share testimonies is that we can praise God for what God has done in the lives of others. Like the Your Stories series, uh, one of the reasons for it is so that we could go, wow, God, how awesome are you doing that in that person's life? The reason we shared this morning was so that you could hear what God is doing in the lives of others. And the reason I said, hey, let's platform isn't because, oh, isn't that a nice story? It's like, come on, look at what God's doing. And I love how God does things at a different kind of age appropriate way. Does that make sense? Like Evelyn comes up and is like, oh, I, I experienced something. I'm, you know, I'm not entirely sure this and the other, but there was a, there was a moment that, but I, I connected, there was that. And then there's the adults who come and go, exactly can put words to and go, this is what happened. God connects with all of us, no matter our age, no matter, he connects. And so that is why. So, hey, are we praising God for those moments? 
Or are you sat there going, oh, if I have to hear about new wine one more time, flipping satellites, ugh. Or are you praising God for the fellowship? Are you praising God for what he's doing in and among those around you? Because that's what we're called to do. I mean, this is what we see. And I love that in that scripture, he doesn't say, life was dandy, so I praise you for all the good stuff. I mean, let me come back to scripture. Verse 9, he has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, God, tested us. Whoa. You're refined us like silver. Anything to be refined requires heat, temperature, requires it to be difficult. That's not just a, oh, it's a bit hot that you need to get your towel out, Adrian. It's actually so hot that it burns, that it hurts, that it's actually dividing and separating out the unclean stuff, the not good stuff from the metals. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. We're like, hold on a second. What is going on? But sometimes God leads us into a place where we're going to hold on to these burdens, where he's going to lay us and lead us into places which is tough and difficult. And oh my goodness, but even in that, he's saying, but you brought us to a place of abundance. Hey, praise you for those challenges. Praise you for those difficulties. Praise you for those moments. This church at its smallest, I never experienced it, but at its smallest got to eight people. Eight people in these pews praying the door stay open. Thank you, God. Praise you, God, for that season. Praise you, God, that even in those challenges and in that difficulty, thank you, God, that you've continued to work in your people. Thank you, God. We'll be looking back on this season a year from now. Two years from now going, man, there were challenges. Thank you, God, that in those challenges you drew us out. Thank you that you stretched us, that you've grown us, that we've gone deeper with you. Are we praising him for what he's done in the church family? Are we praising him for the challenges? Are we praising him for the growth? Are we praising him for the sharpening? See, we tend to praise him for the good stuff. We've seen growth in the church. Woohoo! There's, there's more people joining. Woohoo! Praise him. Isn't God good? Give him a clap for that because it's so good. But what about for the challenges? Do you praise him for that? Are you praising him even in the midst of absolute pain that some might be in? Are you praising him? And finally, the psalmist models praise, which says to us, let's praise him no matter our circumstances. And this is probably what we're most used to doing, that we, we, we praise for us in a kind of very personal way. And in verse 13 through 20, it talks about, I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you. And he keeps on going about what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. I love verse 16. It says, come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. See, this praise this praise is not just about, hey, God, thank you. This praise is, let me tell you about what God has done. In hymnal praise this morning, one of the things I felt God lay on my heart to talk about, to, to share based on the scriptures that we had was actually, who are we sharing stuff with? Who are we going to go tell stuff to? And so often we look around and say, what's well, not my job to share the good news? It, it's, it's the pastor's job. It's the evangelist's job. So Chris is in the building. I want to point to him. He's an evangelist. So Chris, you go tell people. It's your job to do it. But that's not what it says in Scripture. Don't get me wrong. There are those who are gifted, who are received the gift of evangelism. So, hey, Chris, go be the evangelist. But to all who believe it says go, share. And as we share, we're sharing what we're praising God for. 
Hey, can I tell you how awesome my God is? Well, I don't believe in God. That's fine. Let me tell you about God, who, what he's done for me. Well, I don't really want to hear about it. Well, you don't want to hear about me then. Because, because God is my everything. God is the reason I wake up, the reason I go to sleep. God is literally the reason I'm sitting before you. So if you want to get to know me, you're going to get to know God, even just a little bit. I'm not asking you to believe in God. That's up to you. That's between you and Jesus. But if you want to get to know me, you're going to get to know God. And let's praise him no matter our circumstance. I cried out to him. He says, come in, come, come in here, all you forgotten. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished it in my heart, the Lord would not have listened, but God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love for me. I mean, come on. Let me praise God. Let me share with you this awesome God. Let me tell you about this awesome God. Some of you guys are watching the clock going, hold on, he said it was going to be short. It's going to be quick. Why is he still talking? Don't worry, we're almost there. We're almost there. The last thing, I guess, that overall we see is that we need to praise him anywhere. We see that throughout this entire psalm. And you might be thinking, well, anywhere. It doesn't talk about anywhere. It talks about like different circumstances. But actually, I think those circumstances are places as well. Because actually, as, as we're in the middle of turmoil, our life becomes that place. If we're struggling with something, we are suddenly not just pulled out of it. We are in that place of turmoil. So in that place, let's praise him. There's this song at the moment, um, which if, if, you, if you are um, connected with the, kind of the, the, some of the more contemporary songs, this guy's called Brandon Lake. Um, he's kind of one of the biggest Christian worship leaders that there is right now. There's very few songs that are new that don't have him in some way, shape, or form, it seems. Part of Maverick City, doing his own solo stuff on tour with all sorts of people. But he released this song. His latest single is called uh, Praise You Anywhere. And I just want to read some of the lyrics because it's a song that I've had literally on repeat, nonstop. My children may be annoyed of it. I'm not sure that my wife is, maybe, not, not quite. She's giving me the little smile of, no, not yet, not yet. It might be coming soon, but not yet. But it says this, and I think encompasses this psalm oh so well and some of the, what we're saying, what we're hearing. Sometimes you've got to dance through the darkness, sing through the fire, praise when it don't make sense. Sometimes you've got to stare down the giant, worship from the lion's den. Sometimes you've got to shout from the mountain, louder in the valley, trusting that he's going to get you there. Sometimes you've got to welcome the wonder, wait for the answer, worship with your hands in the air. I'll praise you anywhere. Praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. In my highest grace, give him praise. He is worthy. Yes, he is worthy. Sometimes you've got to praise in the prison, cry out to heaven, shout to the doors swing wide. Sometimes you've got to stand on your shackles, brave in the battle, worship with your hands held high. I'll praise you anywhere. Faithful all my life, blessings day and night, countless reasons why I'll praise you anywhere. Every promise kept, goodness every step, each and every breath, I'll praise you anywhere. Faithful all my life, blessings Day and night, countless reasons why. I'll praise you anywhere. Praise, give him praise, give him praise. And we're not going to sing the song today. 
Uh, for two reasons. One, I didn't think about sharing the song with Steve early enough. <laughs> two, it's a brand new song that he may not have had time to like, learn with the band or anything like that. But I encourage you to go it's on Spotify, on YouTube, on all the other places where you can find songs. Praise him anywhere. That song encompasses the praise that we've got to give. Psalm 66 simply states that we've got to praise, shout out loud. Like, I wonder, and I'm not expecting y'all to like flip a switch and just be done, but I wonder if, if part of our growing, part of our verse for the year growing in maturity is releasing ourselves from some of the Britishness and growing up to be able to actually shout for joy to the Lord. There's like two or three of y'all kind of getting there. That's good, thank you. Or maybe some of y'all already there. One of the songs that really drives me crazy that we sing is, Shout to the Lord of the earth. And I hate that we sing that song because nobody ever shouts. We, we don't want to sing it. Shout to the Lord of the earth. It's like very melancholic. I'm like, why? Like, what? It's an exciting song. It's a praise God song. It's a give everything you've got song. And we're like, Shout to the Lord of the earth. No, no, if we sing it as a band, band, I'm just saying, let's sing it with some, like, oomph. Let's give it some. Suddenly, I'm going to find out that Steve planned on doing that as the next song. And <laughs> he was changing everything. Suddenly, I'm like, oh, well. Band, you can't come up. I end with this. <laughs> no pressure what we're going to sing with. I wonder if part of our growing up and I've said this often. I've said it repeatedly and I'll continue to say it. We got to take God seriously, but we got to take ourselves not so seriously. What would it look like for us to just loosen up and not take ourselves so seriously, to just shout for the Lord, to, to just dance for the Lord? Like we've, it's a bit tight up at the front with communion and like instruments and that kind of stuff, but we've, we've been releasing people to come dance and like flags and like what would it look like for you just to, to just give all you've got? Like, what would it look like for you to actually give all that you have in worship and praise for all the things, the wide things, the big things, the things that you, like, you take for granted, the breath in your lungs, the, the praise God for the church family and praise God in the midst of any circumstance to tell people, hey, you know what? This is how awesome my God is. I firmly believe, and I, like, I say this with respect, and I'm not going to look at just any one person. I'm going to look, look at the screen. That way, I'm not looking at anybody, Right? I firmly believe, I can't look at just one place. I firmly believe, I firmly believe that as we share our faith with other people, if we share it with the joy and excitement that, that, we, that we have inside, people will want to come to know Jesus. If you sit with other people and go, oh, can I tell you about Jesus? And he was like, really cool. I don't want to come see that. Do you want to go? I don't want to go to that. Who wants to meet at Jesus? Well, let me tell you about this time. Like, yeah, it was kind of cool, but like, meh. Like, if we share our stories, our stories of praise, if we share what God has done in our lives with others, we don't even have to preach the gospel in terms of anything other than our experiences. This is what God has done in my life. Start there with people. And if we do it from a place of joy, if we do it from a place of excitement, if we do it from a place of genuinely praising God with everything, there's going to be a whoop, whoop. Like, there is. It might not be your style of whoop-whoop. It might be a different kind of whoop-whoop. But there will be. 
So many people ask me, well, oh, Adrian, why? Like, you just showed me, why are you saying? Genuinely, the excitement that comes from, from me is, is excitement for Jesus. At satellites, I was extremely tired. Like, we were up early, late, late nights after silent discos and gigs and all sorts of stuff. And every time we had a team meeting, I'd be like, whoa, come on, team! And they're like, how? And I'm like, because Jesus is awesome. Don't get me wrong, I crashed, and I crashed hard. I was out. When I was asleep, I was asleep. Like, camping bed doesn't matter. I was asleep. <laughs> but there's something exciting to share when it comes to Jesus. There's something exciting that comes that we can shout for joy as we praise him. With that, let's pray. And then we're going to worship some more before we end for this morning.